0: Good morning, everybody. Today, Be'ezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Mem Vav, in Maseches Nazi. we have a special treat. Barry was supposed to be in the shore. Chance Plans... Uh, cha- plans changed. There we go. We got to no, know. It's going to kick in in a second. And then... <laughs> and Mayor Gedalia, Zilzain gesund. he was chasandlik at the birth of his great-grandson, uh, maybe grew up to be a tremendous Tom Chacham and a light to Kalal Yisrael, May you be able to share many, many simchas for many years in good health. Okay, so Barry, Mishnah at the top of, on the bottom, rather, of Memheim and Bez, let's do that one. Um, what we were doing, we know that we're towards the end of Nazir because we're starting to read the psukim in the Parshas Naso that have to do with Nazir that describe the graduation ceremony of the Nazir. And when you read through the psukim, you see that they're very explicit. It says, if you're a Nazir, that you become Tame, it tells you the Korbanus that you bring then. You bring the the birds, and then and then, and then the korban describes that. And you do shave your head there. And then it says, and then it should be, here's the Taurus Nazir of what happens when you finish your Nazirs. And it explains that you bring your Chatas, and you bring your shlamim, right? And you bring... Uh, your Ola, and it describes the carbonus that you bring, uh, what type of animals, the male sheep, the female sheep, and the isle. uh, not in the order that I said it. The aisle is the shlamim, right? The Ola is the female sheep, and the, uh, uh, rather, rather the chattas. Wait, the one the, which one's the female sheep? The Ola or the chattas? I think the Ola is the female sheep. Whatever. It's right in the psukim, is the point. And it tells you exactly that. And then it says, you cut your hair, And then it says, you should cook the shlomim. Literally, it says, right, Bezevach HaShlomim, you should cook with the. you should use the hair to uh, put down, as we learned yesterday, with some gravy from the shlomim. And you're going to use your hair and you're going to uh, put it in the fire. And that you're going to use to cook the shlomim. And then you're going to hand it to the coin. And that's where we pick up today. So the Mishnah says in the bottom of Memhe'am and bays, basically we're going to take, uh, straight from the Psukim, we're going to take the Shlamim out of the pot, as it were, right? The Shlamim are cooked. Now, until I learned Mishnahis, I didn't understand the difference between cooked and roasted. I just eat, you know what I mean? But cooked means you cook it right when you, we learned Psukim already. So now we know. Until, once we learn Psukim, you understand. Roasted is straight on the fire. Cooked is in water. Okay, that's what cooked means. So you have a pot, and you have the meat in the pot, and you have it with water. And then you take that, and you take the matzahs, and as we will see, you go to the kohen, as it says explicitly in the psukim, and then you do the hanufah. Hanufah is when you wave the combination around of the chalas, of the carbs and the proteins, right, of the of the meat and the, and, and the, and the, they're called chalas, but they're really matzah, right? They're not what we know as chalas. They're not chametz. And you wave them around. As we see in the mefreshim, it's a form of a karbantoda, toda, which would have ten, ten, and ten, right? Ten different types, uh, of loaves with it. So let, let's see now in the mission inside. This last portion of the ceremony of the, uh, of the graduation of the nazir. Mind you, we're going to ask, at what point are they, we're going to start off right in Mishnah, at what point have you really graduated? In other words, Barry, when is the Nazar going to take his first glass of wine? I'll say it outside first. Do you take your first glass? When you go to graduation, Andrew, right? I don't know. You uh, Which law school did you go to? Whittier. Whittier. Uh-huh. I don't... I never, I, where is that? It's just south of Harvard. Oh, just south of Harvard. Okay, So, so if you go to... Uh, if you're graduating Whittier So when can you like Take your first case uh, As soon as the commencement exercises Commence Right As soon as the graduation starts Does that indicate That you've graduated Or do you have to wait Until the end of the graduation That's where we're going to start So here we go Says the Mishnah Right You're cooking Mivashil and Shlik And shlika Is really the same thing Either way You're either cooking it Or cooking it a lot Like you're either cooking it or you're just like slow cooking it. But either way, you got the meat in the pot in water. HaKo'i is Okay? So, it's just a Kiddush, again, that you can cook it a little bit more, fine. And then, after that, as the Torah describes, explicitly in the Pesukim, the kohen is going to take the cooked foreleg of the Shlamim, obviously, right, the Ayel, Mina Ha'ayel, from the Ram, now, this is in addition to what the coin usually takes. That's what the cheddar over here. Actually, the great, uh, dafimim master Ariel its last cycle, he came back from Sukkot finally and gave today's daf. And so he explains that this, this there are other things. The, the um, shlomim, it's explicit in the psukim what the coin gets. This is just what he gets on top of that here too the cooked foreleg. And then vechala matzah. So, chala matzah sounds like an oxymoron. It means, a loaf of matzah, achas mean hasal, because chala means loaf, Barry. It doesn't really mean chala. That's a colloquialism. Okay, it doesn't matter. So you take a loaf of matzah, meaning a matzah, what we call a matzah, achas mean hasal, or a kik matzah achas, right? So they're both matzah. A chala, which is a loaf, and a rikik, which is like a cracker. Both of them, however, are not chametz; They're matzah, achas. One of each. He has more. The sal has in it a lot of Chal and Matzah. Uh, but, he's going to take one of each from that sal. So now you take one cracker, one Matzah, one, the foreleg of the, right, foreleg of the Shlomim, and then you put it, you put all of it together, you hold it, like you're making a peace treaty, so to speak, with the Kohen, And then you wave it around. And then, as the Tanaka says, And then, the Nazir, at that point, at the commencement, uh, no, this is the end. This is the end of the graduation. Because after all, at this point, you've already brought all the karbonos. You've already shaved your head. You've already cooked your hair, so to speak, in the fire. Or not cooked your hair, but put your hair in the fire underneath the cooking pot of the Shlamim. And now you're doing the Hanafa. It's the last stage of the graduation ceremony. And then it's mutter to drink your glass of wine and to touch Mason with impunity. Now, um, of course, it doesn't say that it's mutter to cut your hair because you're bald at this point because you just shaved your head. But, uh, but that would be uh, also mutter as well. Okay. So, and this is this is all an application of the Pasuk. As we said, the Perk Vav, right? Pasuk Yates and Chaf Av of, uh, it's copy paste basically from the psukim in, in the uh, nasa. The psukim say, so it does say there, it's after he shaved, just points out, why does it say that? We'll see. then So our Mishnah is almost a copy paste of the psukim, in the chumash, however, as we arrive in Vavim Nalev, Rabbi Shimon Omer, that when when in Alav Adamim, Rabbi Shimon says, no, you don't have to wait till the end, the tenu for the end of the graduation ceremony, but rather as soon as you do Zrikas Adam on any of the karbanos, that is when you really are no longer a nazir. Mind you, as we've already said, that the karbonas are like a kapara, right? Like a chatas would be a type of atonement, and the atonement is achieved at the zrikas hadamim. So therein lies the rationale here: that if you've already atoned, so to speak, for being a nazir, it means you're kind of done with it already, right? How can you achieve kapara for something that you're still doing? Now there is a Kiddush, uh here because the pasuk does say, right? al kapeh nazir well, and then it says also at the very end of the Pasuk that after you do all of the procedure, the Pasuk says, nazir yayin, that the Nazir can then drink wine. Well, if he's still a Nazir, Barry, how can he drink wine? So the quote quotes the what? The uh, Avnei Nezer, who says that uh, it is the lesson. There's a Geronowitz-Musr moment. There's a lesson here that even if, even after, right, you, forfi- you finished your uh, nazirus, you're supposed to, why did you become a Nazir in the first place? In order to sort of calibrate your relationship with uh, the world's earthly pleasures. So that is the lesson in the Torah. It's homiletic in a sense that now you're supposed to take something away from this experience. This isn't supposed to be just like a flash in the pan. You're supposed to recalibrate your relationship to uh, the world's earthly pleasures. And even if you're going back to drinking wine, you can actually go back and drink wine with a different mindset, right? You're no longer, you had like a little bit of a detox, if you will, uh, figuratively and literally, perhaps. And so now that you've done this detox, it would be like doing a cleanse, right? A spiritual cleanse and then being able to recalibrate and enter the world with something having gained from it, okay, very nice. Okay, so uh, good. So now we go like this. Um, so we say like this. Uh, the so we have this machlokas between Tanaka and Shimon. So now the Gemara says. Right, so Rav Shimon, again, it's just to read the, the end, Rav Shimon, Right, that, that the point of when you can already, already right, you're no longer uh, obligated by the Nazirus is after the first sprinkling of the Dham uh, way earlier than the end of the ceremony. So now the Gemara is going to quote the same machlokas from a price, a Tanah says the Gemara. So the here sounds like the Tanaka. And this is what, right, this is what the uh, the Rush explains, that this is the same achlokas that Rabbi Yezer holds after all of the, ser- the graduation ceremony is over. They say, even after a single maiseh, okay. So, right, so after just one thing, at the beginning of the graduation, you're already. In other words, you wouldn't be able to graduate if you weren't already done with your naziris. So as soon as you have the commencement exercises of the, grad, of the graduation, you could already uh, no longer be a Nazir. the Now, Rabari Leibovitch, to the great Afiyami master, finds this to be very significant because when you have a Brisa, the Brisa is kind of not as authoritative as the Mishnah, but it can serve to identify who the Mandamas are. In other words, normally we have a Stam Mishnah, as we do, in the Tanakhama. or you have it says Chachamim, so you'll paskin like the sta Mishnah or the Chachamim, right? Because if you have let's say a Stam Mishnah against Rabbi Shimon, as, our, as in our Mishnah, so we'll paskin like the Tanakama because Rabbi Shimon is obviously a singular opinion, he's a Das Yachid. But here the Brisa serves to now identify who's the Tanakama, Rabbi Liazor, aha, and who's the and, and then and who's the Chachamim at the end of the Brysa? That's Rabbi Shimon. We know that from the Mishnah. So now we know when we have a Tanakam versus Rabbi Shimon, and we have the Chacham against Rabbi Leizer. Really, it's Rabbi Lezer against Rabbi Shimon. You know what I mean? So once it's Rabbi Leizer against Rabbi Shimon, so maybe we wouldn't wouldn't paskin like the Tanakam. Rabbi Leizer, Rabbi Shimon. Maybe we'd talk a, da, a paskin like Rabbi Shimon. Okay. So anyway, that's that's already how it becomes halacha and codified in the Rambam and in the Shulchan Aruch, etc. But be that as it may, the Gemara continues and says, "My time, So again, there are banan here. It's, it, it's the chachamim in the b'risa. What would be their reasoning to say, like Rabbi Shimon, right, that you could do it after one ma'asak? It says, So we already quoted that at the very end it says, afterwards the nazi can drink wine. And then earlier it says, Okay. There in the pasuk before, when it talks about waving it, it says, after he shaved his hair. Well, yeah, of course he shaved. The, the, the waving ritual is, it's weird, and we already pointed out when I read through the psukim quickly, that, that, that it says, kachos nizro, but Andrew, at that point, once he did the waving ceremony, he did a lot more than, kachos nizro, means that he shaved his head. But he did a lot more than shave his head at that point. He's already brought all three karbonas. He's already shaved his head and done everything. So why is it saying just that he shaved his head? So it says the Gemara, that the way it's anomalous, the way it's saying that all he did was shave his head right before the waving of the right the korban. What it means is it's singling out only one maysa to teach you that all it takes is one action, any one of these series of actions in the graduation. All it takes is one series of action to be considered as if you already have graduated. That's what the Svar of is according to this. It says, Well, that's what the Gemara means there. That any time you did a single Misa, it's already considered as if you graduated. Any one of the, right, again, components of the graduation would constitute fully graduated and you could already take your first glass of wine. So the Gemara challenges this. Yeah, but you could still say, that you'd have to wait until both parts of the of, of them are done. In other words, yes, yeah, it says that he did the waving after the Nuzer shaved his head. But that's kind of ambiguous. Like is that really uh, is that really conclusive? <laughs> or is it just happens to be that you could do the that it mentions that you shaved your head prior to the Tanufa. That's what the Gemara asks. So the Gemara answers, and again, this is. We would never be able to really do this kind of figuring it out on our own just by seeing the pesukim. But the gemara says, shava Sounds like the gazera shava, right, is deliberate. What's the gazera shava, right? It sounds like it's saying both of those things. Um, like gratuitously, so to speak, right? In other words, both of those things are trying to teach us something. They're not absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. And so since it says achar, achar, that Shava seems to be teaching us something and this seems to be the most logical thing that it's teaching you. That achar um, means not that you have to wait until and the entirety of the ceremony is done, but rather that you only have to wait until you've done one thing, uh, and then already you could start drinking the wine. That's the most likely thing the Gemara thinks. So the Gemara seems to be siding with Reb Shivan. In fact, we would bask in Reb against Reb the Ezra anyway. So the Gemara seems to be saying that one uh, action is enough to, to consider the Nazir done with his Nazirs. Okay, so five lines up from the bottom. Uh, the Gemara is going to discuss a new thing, which is, is this waving ritual that we discuss in our Mishnah, aqev? Do you, if you don't do the waving ritual, is your Naziris over nonetheless? I'm a Rav. Snufa of Benazer Kevis. So Rav holds. Yes. Snufa of Benazer kevis which is to say, if you do all the kerbanos and get all the kapara and, right, shave your head and everything, but you don't do this waving ceremony that's described in the Torah, you're going to, what? Not be able to, you will not have forfeited your Naziris and amazingly barry, if you take your glass of wine, you disappear after you brought all the Karbanas and shaved your head and then start drinking wine, you have violated your Naziris. Well, Rav sounds like the Tanakama, right? Rav sounds like he, he's saying that you need to do the entire procedure and it's all Ma'akev. In fact, that's exactly what he says. Tznufa benazir Ma'akev. So the Gemara asks, Aliba man, who is Rav Hold like? Ilem Aliba the Rabanan Tiglachas Amri, rabanan lo me'akva. Tznufa bai. Right, so here again, the rabbanon is. It's we're, we're all within the brisa. The rabbanon here is talking about Rabbi Shimon, right? So, so it says, right, or the Rabbi Shimon would be right. At the end of our mission, in other words, the position that you only have to do one brisa. So, it, it, so it can't be. So again, Rav is clearly going with. Rabbi Eliezer, that you need Maisim kulon, right? In other words, Rab is saying that even if you didn't do the Tznufa, you did everything else, and not the Tznufa, you still are not done with your naziris. So of course, it's going according to Rabbi Eliezer. So again, if you're going to say that's according to the button hold all, all you need to do is one one meisah. So the Gemara asks, Tiglachas Ami Akva. Amazingly, they only ask they only need you to do one Maisa, which is to say. Let's say you, all you did was did a Korban and Zerika Saddam. You didn't even get your haircut yet, Andrew. You didn't even shave your head yet. And you're already done with your Naziris because you started your graduation. You're done. So if you don't even need to get a haircut, if, you, if that's not Malik, it's Tznufa me, bite. So Tznufa is way later in the ceremony. Of course you don't need to do the Tznufa. Of course it's not going to be mal-cave. Right? It's obviously according to Rebbe who says that you have to do all of the actions of the Naziris question is, however, says the Gemara Peshitta, according to Rabbi Yezer, it's obvious that the tenufah is me'a because, after all, Rabbi Yezer explicitly says that you need, that you only graduate after you did ha Kulan, kulon, only after you've done the entire graduation. So says the Gemara, right, as the Gemara continues to say, ha Rabbi Yezer achar-maisim kulon, because Rabbi Yezer himself says explicitly, you have to do all the maisim, you have to do all of the activities of the, Right, concluding ritual in order to finish your Naziris. So, what is Rav adding? He says, Tznufa Menazir Machkevet. So, according to Rabbanon, it can't be that it's, that it's, that you need the Tznufa. According to it's obvious that you need the Tznufa because you need everything. So, says the Gemara, no. Rav is teaching you a lesson. Why? Because Tema Kaven dil Indian, Kapara, Shayara, Mitzvahi. We know, you might have thought that when it comes to getting the Kapara, the tenufa then is only considered a shayare mitzvah what the toast here look at the toast of mitzvah it says right where do we learn this in the parakam when it comes to uh and, and also the previous toss was talking about the difference right that when it comes to the gufa nazir and when it comes to kapara all the karbonis that we described yesterday, right? And, and all the karbonis described in the psukim, where you're doing the karbon and you're doing the zrika saddam. All those things have to do with what we call the guf ha All those things have to do with the actual atonement, uh, ritual, like a purification that you need to get out of the nazir state and to re-enter into the, right, real world. However, t'nufa, okay. So that's just like this ceremonial ritual that you do with the kohen that's not essential to the transition out of the Naziris. That's almost like a ceremonial thing, right? So, you know, like the like the diploma that you get, if we're going to use this graduation analogy and take it a little too extreme, like graduating and finish your courses, right? That's what you need to do to graduate, right? But when they, when they do some ceremonial thing, right, would you say that throwing the cap and gown in the air, right, would you say that, if you don't do that, you don't graduate? No, that, that part is just the fun part at the end. So throwing your cap in the air would be the equivalent of the tnufa. So that's what you would have thought, right? That even though only after you finish graduation and you throw your cap in the air, that's when you consider to have graduated as a nazir, the Rebbe still has to explain that that it's essential, right? That it's that me'akev, right? The chidosh is that even though, of course, you we you know uh, we wouldn't consider you graduated until the graduation ceremony is fully over. That even those things that seem non-essential, like the tenufa, are still essential, and therefore, Rav is actually adding. Okay, to as it says. But right, you might have thought that that ma'arutei mitzvahi mitzvah lo that it shouldn't be meakev. Kamash malan that it is meakev. That even throwing a cap in the air, so to speak, which is the tenufa in this analogy you still would require it. So Rabbi Yezer would require that as well. So now as we turn to Menvah and Bez, the Gemara is going to say, is that really true? Is there really the, the waving me'akv? Umi me'akva? Behatanya? How could Rabbi Yezer say that? After all, we have a verse that says, Zos Torah Sanazir. Zos Torah Sanazir teaches us that what? Bain lo kapayim, It's a little bit of an interesting limud. What does that mean? The Torah says that Zos, Torahs, and Nazir, right? It says it. That, that's what the pasuk says, okay. Well, when it says Zos, Torahs, and Nazir, it takes you through, as we've already read, all of the rituals of the Nazir's graduation ceremony. And at no point in this narrative in the Torah does it mention whether the Nazir has arms and, uh, and legs. In this case, arms. Okay, so, so what? Well, if the Nazir has no hands then how is he supposed to do the waving ritual? Well, the Torah didn't say that the Nazir has to have her hands. And therefore, that implies that the Nazir can graduate without hands. And if the Nazir can, in fact, graduate without hands, so then that seems to imply that the Tanufa is not me'akev. Because how would the Nazir be able to graduate without hands if you need to do the ceremony that requires hands in order to graduate? That's the kasha. Right. Categorically. Whether the Nazir has hands or not, obviously he can already get out of Nazir, says the Gemara. And therefore the Yeah, but you could why are you saying that that it categorically has to do with hands? You could ask a more basic question, ask the Gemara. You could say hair. What if he has alopecia, Andrew? Ain't Los Sear, right? Well he has no hair whatsoever. Achinami de la Meakva. Would you say that the head shaving would also not be look at this we actually have a brysa that addresses that issue me'morat, a nazir that is totally bald let's say he has alopecia he never had any hair what are you going to say how is he ever going to get out of his nazir so he can't shave his head So we actually have about that nazir according to even though he's never had a hair on his head, let's say, or even if he did, he's totally bald now. You have to sort of ceremoniously pass a razor over his head. The Amar Ravina, my ainot Beit lebeit and Ravina described Beit as follows: so Beit says you don't have to bring the uh, razor over his head. So what does it mean? It doesn't mean what you think it means. When it says ainot Beit means ainot means ainlo takana, means he has no recourse. Right? He has no way. Of ever getting out of his nazirus, because you need to shave your head, right? So we thought that it meant that Beit Shammai says you can graduate, and Basil says don't. Or, you can graduate without having to shave your head. And Basil says no, just put a razor over your head. No, it's the opposite. Beit Shammai, according to this version, we'll see there's a second version that's exact opposite. But according to this version, Beit Shammai is saying you can't graduate because you need to actually shave off hair in order to graduate. Where the Basil is Mehil, and he says. You don't have to actually shave off hair. If you have alopecia, just run a razor over your bald head and you'll graduate that way. Now, wait a minute. But it follows, according to Ravina's explanation here, that Baisila says that you do pass a razor over your head, which means that you're to pass a razor over your head. And therefore, that means that head shaving is in fact critical, right? And even though, again, even though, it says, Zos, and Nazir, and it doesn't say whether you need to have hair or not, it is still critical to shave your head or at the very least, pass a razor over your head. Well, if that's true with regards to the head shaving, so maybe it will be true with respect to the hand waving as well. Aha. So that means maybe Tnufa is ma'akev, right again. It sounds from this, right, in this interpretation of Brysa, certainly head shaving is me'akev. Okay, you need head shaving one way or the other. Even if you don't have hair, you gotta figure it out. Or, if you can't figure it out, you're not gonna graduate. So the same might be true of hands. Because after all, the head shaving halacha um, is in the Brysa, the machuk is in the Brysa, and it's Zos Torah Sanazir is the same pasuk that we use for hands. So we're left here still wondering whether a Nazir would need hands in order to graduate and whether the Tanufa is ma'akev. So says the Gemara um, that this is actually something that is supported by Rav Padas. The Rav Padas would agree with Beit Shammai that a bald Nazir can never graduate. This would also might be true of a handless Nazir if the Tanufa, in fact, is not ma'akev. So let's see what Rav Padas says. Behind the Right, is saying that Beit is saying that you can't graduate because you need to do, be able to perform all of the gra- graduation rituals in order to actually uh, get out of your zeros. Wow! So let's look a little bit into Rapha My Rabbi Liazor, what what does it mean when we say that Rabbi Liazor and Beit Shammai said the same thing? The Tanya, where do Rabbi Yezer agree with Beit Shammai? Well, we have a brisa about the ritual, not of the Nazir, but the Metzorah. What happens within the Metzorah? So the Pasuk says in Vayikra already, this is not in Parshas Nasa. The Pasuk says, right? Famously, we already know, the coin takes the Korban Asham. The Nazar doesn't bring the Korban Ashim, right? He brings a Chatas and, ola and a Shlamim. But the Ashim is of the Mitzvah. And then the Kohen has to take the blood and put it right on the ear, the right ear, and on the right toe, and on the right thumb. And that's where he sprinkles the Dham. Wait a minute. What if he doesn't have an ear or a toe or a thumb? Says the, says the Gemara, Engle la Yad v'regel. What if he doesn't have those limbs? Ein lamis. According to Diver Rabbi Yehazar, according to Yazar, without those limbs, you can never achieve the purification of the matzora process because that is essential. However, Rabbi Shimon Omer Yanichenu al Shimon says, put it in the place where your toe would have been or your ear would have been, and your You just right. You, you're out of the, and so that is. The second sheetah, and then the third sheetah. Right, you should place it on. Okay, so if you don't have a right toe, and you happen to have a left toe, so put it on the left toe, or ear, or thumb. And so those are three approaches. Either you can't graduate at all, or you just put it where those limbs would have been, or put it on the limbs on the opposite side. Now, the idea of Rabbi Yezid that you can't graduate at all, that indeed sounds like Beit because remember, Beit Shammai had said, Right, that the bald alopecia nazir can never graduate. So that's the similar to a mitzora, right? If you're unfortunate enough to get saras and also not have a right thumb or ear or, or toe, you're never going to be able to be purified from that saras. That's astonishing. Okay? So in that sense, Beit Shammai and Rebilezer are in cahoots right there uh, in lockstep. They agree <coughs> on, on that conundrum. Okay that you can't get out of it. So now 15 lines down, my bumblebees. The Gemara is going to have a brysa where it records the same conversation, but exactly backwards, as follows. benazir So it starts the same way. Rav says that the tenufu is mehakevet. And then the Gemara asks, a libe de pshita. Right? We say, of course it's mehakevet according to Rebiliyazer, because Rebiliyazer, in the brysa that we quoted, right at the beginning of our Gemara, holds that you need the entirety of all the ceremonies in order to graduate. <speaking in> Ha'amar <Hebrew> Rabbi as the Gemara continues to say, Ha'amar Rabbi achar meisim kulam. Rabbi says you need to do all of the procedures. Ela liba derabanan. So there we say the backwards. We say according to Rabbi <Hebrew> Leizer, certainly Rab wouldn't have to teach you anything. But according to Ela <speaking> liba derabanan, hashdei yeshalomer teglachas. I'm rebanan lomayakva for me. Bye. Wait a minute, Rabbanon <speaking in Hebrew> don't make even make even less sense. They hold that you actually can graduate even after. Even without the tiglacha, so certainly you, you can graduate without the tenufa. Because after all, as Toswas explained on Amid Aleph, that the tiglachas is like essential to the goof of the of the right nazir, and the tnufa just seems like the cap waving ceremony. That at the end, it's like more ceremonial. Certainly, if the tiglachas is not essential, the cap waving is not. Says the Gemara, umilo me Wait a minute. Are you sure that the that the waving is not Me'akev Ha'at Tanya, we have in Bryce it says Zostarus and Nazir, Bain Shesh Lokapayim, Bain Right, as we again, we're, we're copying and pasting, but we're doing it backwards. So we say Zostarus <coughs> and Nazir. The Pastakwit says Zostarus and Nazir is categorical. It sounds like you can graduate with or without hands, and therefore that seems to imply that Tznufa is not Me'akev. It says the Gemara, Elohad Tanya, but we have in Bryce says Zostarus and Nazir, Bain Shesh Lokapayim, Bain Shayin Lokapayim. But we already said Zostarus and Nazir could also mean that categorically you could graduate from Naziris whether you have hair or not, and therefore the shaving is not me'akev. So does it similarly mean that right that that the right tiglachas would be me'akhav? The hatanya, but we have a brace that says nazir memorat, Here's where we're gonna start interpreting exactly the other way. A nazir memorat a nazir with alopecia. Can he ever graduate from his naziris? Bechamar says you don't have to pass over a razor. So here it sounds like Bicham is Mehil. Basil uh, says, "You know what? Still pass the razor over his head ceremoniously in order to graduate." So Amar Ravina, my tzarich What does Basil there say when he m- mean when he says that you have to pass the razor over your head? Why are you passing the razor over your head? What's the point of shaving uh, your bald alopecia head? What he means is that you need to, but you can't because there's nothing to shave, right? So in this second version, the Beis Hillel is the one that's machmir, right? In the first version, Beis Shammai says takana. In the second version, Beis Hillel says takana because again, Beis Hillel says pass the razor over your bald head. So in the first version, we said that's the answer. Just passing the razor is the takana. In the second version of here, we're saying no that passing the razor, tsarech, you have to, but it doesn't mean you have to pass the razor over your head. It means you have to actually shave. But this guy physically cannot shave. There is nothing to shave and therefore, uh, in the second version, Basil is Machmir. And he's the one that says, in Las sakana because there's nothing to shave. To which the Gemara remarks, the Beit Shammai, Takana, the Fliga, the Rabbi Padas. Right? So he says, according, it follows from there, the Beit Shammai is saying that you can, in fact, right, shave his head and therefore, that would conflict with Rabbi Padas, because Rabbi Padas actually said that Beit and Rabbi Leiezer said the same thing. So all that means is, Rabbi, is, is that Rabbi Padas agrees with the first version. That's all that means. That according to Rabbi Padas' version, Beit and Rabbi Le'ezer are both the Machmirim. According to the second version, Beit is the Machmir, like Rabbi Leiezer, and therefore that would contradict Be'it, uh, uh, Rabbi Padas' version of the Brisa. Fine. So now we're at the mission of the bottom in Vavim Bays. And we say it like this Gilach ala zevach. This is a Nazir graduation ceremony gone wrong. He shaves, al zevach means after the first korban. So it's fine. You bring in the three korbanas, you shave after the first one. So far, so good. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to put the hair shavings under the shlamim, cook it, then bring again the cooked shlamim, just reviewing with the matzahs, and, and do the waving with the kohen, and then you go home and have a nice glass of wine. So wait a minute. What happens if something went wrong? You, sh- you brought the first carbon, you did the sh- shave of your head, but nimza puzzle. Turns out, the first carbon was puzzle. How was it puzzle? Uh, the Raman Hilkos Naziris explains, right, that uh, so, or, or, or really, the, the rush also explains uh, later on, that let's say the blood was spilled or it became tummy, or somebody took the blood out of the chaser. Something did, something happened to the blood, and now it's unfit for Hazar Saddam. Something happened to this carbon. That would be one example. Okay? So the carbon became unusable. What happens then? Tiglachtopsula. So again, you brought the carbon, you thought the carbon was kosher lamosh Then you shaved your head under that assumption. Turned out that was an erroneous assumption. The carbon was not brought properly, but you already shaved your head. You can't put that toothpaste back in the tube, so to speak, Andrew. So vizvachav lo aluloh. So now again, the shaving is invalid, and all the carbonas they brought after don't count. Why? Because the whole thing was erroneous, right? In other words, something went wrong along the way. So now. you're continuing with the graduation ceremony, but it got corrupted already at the beginning. So everything that you do afterwards won't count, right? Uh, So now, right, so so that's important, that the the, the Rambam is explaining that those korbanas are not, that's what I meant, and Hilchas Nazirus, he's explaining that those korbanas are not valid unless he's able to perform the head-shaving. And I, th- I found this interesting because this would not be true, right, if he had no hair. Right? In the case of the bald Nazi that we just learned, right, it's, he's not, doesn't mean that he's unfit to bring the offering. other you know, words, just because he can't shave his head doesn't mean that you can't bring the offering. But if you shaved your head erroneously, this is the Raman spells it out exp- uh, explicitly, the eighth paragraph of Echels and Siris. If you shave your head erroneously under a false assumption, then you're puzzled to bring the other karbonas. So it's not about whether you have a head of hair. It's about if you shaved your head under a, pre, a false pretense, then it's a real problem. The korbanas don't work. That's what our mission is teaching you. Okay. So, okay, so let's say you shaved your head after you brought the korban Khatas. but the khatas again was brought chaloli so that's not a good chattas. But then, right, you brought the khatas. For the right reasons, it's the same difference. Right? In other words, it's two. Either the carbon can be found puzzle, or the carbon can be done Either way, you have a corrupt initial carbon. It actually corrupts the entire process. It makes your head shaving invalid, and the rest of the korbanis that you bring, right? The shlamim and the olah are going to be considered puzzle. However, gilech al ola shlamim shaloli Right, if you shaved on the Ola and and then you brought his other Kabanas, the So that's true too of those Karbanas. In other words, the Kiddush is that even though we know that a Shlamim and an olah, right, here it's specifically pointing out the Ola and the shlamim. Even though an Ola and the shlamim can be brought as an Adava, so that you would think would be okay, right, in other words, you can volunteer in an Ola and Shlamah. And therefore, the fact that it's slowly Shma, shouldn't necessarily corrupt the whole process because the process should only, right, be corrupted if you actually, right, took a chattas which has to be for the Nazir. Uh, misappropriating a chatas is no way out of that. Misappropriating a shlomim and we already said, just say that it's an adava But still, you did a shlomim, therefore you, did, you corrupted the process anyway and the rest of the ceremony, you'd still have to redo it. That is the final Kiddush of the Tanakhama. However, that one Ribbishim disagrees with. Rebbe Shimon Omer, also zevech lo alolo. Now that, in that case, that particular carbon uh, won't work. But the other ones would work. Okay. And Finally, a unanimous idea of him, gilach al shlosh If you shaved after offering all karbonus, as long as one of the carbonus was kasher, his head shaving is going to be valid. And the other ones or which were disqualified, you have to re bring. So then we just finished. With the Gemara it says, "Amr Eved Baravas Ot Merikasam Rav Shimon Nazir Shigila Chalshamay Nadava Yotze." It must mean that he holds that a Nazir that it was Mgalayah Chalshamay Nadava would be Yotze. My why would be Yotze Chalshamay Nadava? The Shlomim have to be brought for the sake not of a Nadama, a Nadava, but rather for the sake of the graduation ceremony, because the Amr Karvanasan Allah Eishah Shatachas Eveh Chalshlimim V'lo Kasav Al Shlamav. Because the Torah says. Uh, the shlamim in a sort of like a categorical way, not necessarily in a way that goes all the way back to the Nazir, and so we arrive at the two dots at the bottom of vav and and that brings us to the Mishnah on top of mem the last Mishnah in the sixth parak of Maseches Nazir, and everybody have a good Shabbos.